But ladies, I am so excited to introduce um, our guest speaker here this morning. She has the longest uh, bio I've ever seen. <laughs> Because she's done so much. She's been, she's been a worship leader. She's recorded. She's an author. Yes. And she um, was women's ministry pastor. Uh, she and her husband, Keith, now pastor at Crossfire Church in Cedar Springs. But I get to say the most important thing in all of that. So she's my, one of my best friends, and she has spoken so much into my life. Sometimes God just places particular people in your life at particular times. Well, this is my particular right here. And would you please help me welcome Judy Buffum Hamela. <laughs> you got a mic? No, you need my mic. I, I like being a particular. <laughs> particular is better than peculiar, but I think I fit both. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing this morning? Awesome. Praise and worship. Oh, my goodness, how blessed you are. Oh. And Amy, Ken, I don't know the rest of them by, by name, but what a blessing this morning. I thought I could just soak in that and go home and, and be better for it. Amen. Well, I'm going to bore you with uh, uh, just a couple pictures this morning, uh, because I can. <laughs> I'm a mom, a grandma, and I really want to be a great grandma, really, 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 really bad. All I'm getting is dogs and cats. <laughs> a little tired of that. Although, uh, this um, last few days, we had... Uh, uh, Keith's oldest son, uh, Ryan, and his wife, Danita, came and stayed for a few days with us and brought Riley, who is uh, uh, just a little compact dog who I fell in love with. So they're, they're so sweet. So I guess I, I'm open for grand dog, I guess. That would be okay. Um, but I don't know. Uh, do you have the pictures that you can show? Um, this is my son, Norm, his wife, Diana, who is a miracle. They're kind of right in the middle there. She's a truly a walking miracle. She, we almost lost her a few years ago. And thank you, Jesus, for your miracle-working power. Amen? And we can feel it in this room today. And just to the left is Amanda, who is in Italy with her sister, Anna, just over to the left again. And the short little guy leaning over Anna is uh, Anna's husband, Matt. He's only 6'10". He's just a little guy. And uh, he plays pro ball. And uh, they are the three of them are in Italy right now. He signed a one-year contract uh, to play ball over there. So Johnny is with a... Uh, he's with Elevation Church in uh, North Carolina with uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. And Josh up there works for um, his daddy... And he's just, oh man, he's just doing a great job. Jordan works for an investment company and is doing very, very well. Plans on taking it over from what I hear. And then uh, his wife, Tori, and then Sarah down front, who is at Olivet Nazarene College in Chicago. And she's studying nursing. So that's my little brag on that group. And then we have uh, another one. Now, this is Kenny over on the side, my grandson. Kenny is in California right now. He's working with a ministry team called Jesus Burgers. Have you ever heard of it? Okay. And he's, uh, it's a part of Bethel, uh, Bethel Church and uh, Bill Johnson and all the stuff that's going on there. And he just wanted to take that a year and just uh, do that. So he's uh, sitting with Kenny. He's like sitting with Jesus. He's just an amazing guy. And he actually gave me sent me the song, uh, This Is How I Fight My Battles, as I was beginning to go through uh, some battles with cancer and things, and so I love that song. Um, Gina, uh, that's what I call her, that's Virginia Hill, and she is also an accomplished singer, songwriter, and recording artist. Kyle is a uh, playwright and writes uh, uh, his own uh, musicals and is in New York City and has sold out crowds. It's amazing, amazing. And then, you, how many of you know Tammy? You know Tam, right? So uh, she's uh, lovingly known as Aunt Titi. 
Tammy Trent. And uh, of course, she's a recording artist, author, travels around, and she is probably one of my greatest exhorters in my life. And Ken, who is my son in love. He's just a tremendous man of God who's retired from an investment firm that he was part owner in. We have uh, other little grandkids that are very camera shy. I really got after them, but we have some little ones in Minnesota and also some that are studying in um, Grand uh, Canyon University. It's a Christian university there, so we have some that are studying there. So um, that's the fam, minus my husband, who's a cutie. Just take me, take my word for it. Okay, I don't want to take a, a lot of time uh, today with just little preliminary things, but I just, I just really want the Lord to just move today. Don't you? And uh, I will tell you, the enemy has not wanted this to happen. Uh, from attacks that are on your own pastor and uh, things that I've walked through, especially, uh, well, in the last year, but especially in the last 10 days. And I really believe that God is looking for women who are determined. Amen? Who are determined to press in and push through. Amen? I, I really think that, you know, this sugar and spice and everything nice, it just doesn't work. Not if you want to walk in victory in your life. Amen. I, I want to thank the person who offered a wheelchair to me this morning. I said, however, um, and I'll explain that in a minute, but uh, it seemed that that would take a little bit off of my title, which is advancing through adversity. Somehow, I just couldn't see me coming in with that, you know, and doing it. Plus, God always shows up. You know, um, when we trust him, it's, that, it's taking that, that step of faith. Uh, this last week, I was hit with a sinus infection. You ever go through that stuff this time of year? Just, and, uh, and been on medication and, and stuff. But it affected my voice, and I was supposed to sing and lead uh, worship Sunday morning. And I thought... Man, oh man, you know, but Lord, you know, I just believe you're going to help me. I still practice on the music and stuff. I got up on Saturday morning, and uh, I couldn't walk. I, um, that's a real problem when you want to get around. I've had a knee replacement done on the left knee, and uh, the right one just decided to flare up, and I'd never had it quite that bad. So couldn't walk, and uh, thought, you know what? think I was talking to Shirley and I said, you know what, if I have to crawl to that platform, I'm going to lead worship Sunday morning. I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. And I don't care what it looks like. Amen. I don't, I don't care what people think if they, you know, cause a lot of people get distracted if you're crawling up on the platform. But, uh, but I just, I just felt in my heart, God was going to show up and he did. He did. He just showed up in such a beautiful way that I could even move and not really dance like y'all are dancing up here, but I could move pretty good. And uh, he's just, he has never let me down, girls. He's never let me get down. And I, I just want to encourage you today. I don't know what you're going through, what problems you're facing, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, I don't know what it is. But I do know the faithfulness of God and that he will be with you and that he's looking for you to trust him. Amen? To trust him. I, uh, I would like to talk to you about uh, advancing through adversity. And I, uh, I would like to stop for just a moment and pray. Could we just do that? Just stop a minute and pray. Father, I just want to thank you that you know us the best. <laughs> you love us the most. And you see all the obstacles very clearly that are trying to keep us from advancing. Thank you, Father, that you are a living God, one who is totally committed to us. You're moved to compassion by our tears, our hardships, and it really does hurt you, just like any loving parent when we go through these things whether physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. But I know the importance of trusting you in the most difficult circumstances, Father. 
Help your daughters comprehend your love and to receive your gift of peace and courage today. Reassure them of who you are and who they are in you. Amen. There's many truths that I've learned on this journey that we call life. One of the truths is that Satan is a liar. Absolute liar. He wants to rob. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. He wants to rob your faith. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to destroy your dreams and all of your hopes. That's, that's what he's out after. This morning as we were worshiping, I, I just sensed the Lord whispering a little something to me. And he said, as you are in the presence, my presence, in this worship, you will gain strength and power. He said, remember, Satan doesn't have any power. It's been stripped unless you give it to him. I thought, oh, God. He said, but you, and he was talking about all of us, you are increasing in power as you increase in your knowledge of who God is. Amen? Just like Pastor Karen said, you know, it's not about how good you are. It's, it's not about how often you read the word, though I would suggest you do that. It's not trying to be perfect. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his grace. Amen? It's all about him. But the enemy wants to point finger back to you and say it's all about you. It's either the mistakes you've made or he'll try to push pride if he can't push condemnation. But we need to focus back on who it's all about. It's all about Jesus. The enemy of your life wants the invisible things in your life. He's, he's not really interested in the tangible things. He knows there's nothing of value in that. We get that all messed up. He's after the invisible things. He's after your peace, your joy, your faith, your love. He's after the things that you can't see but empower your life and keep you strong and keep you healthy. One in particular has meant so much to me in life's journey, and there are so many gifts from the Lord. But I would say peace, and that, you know, it just confirms uh, what God wants to say today through the worship, through things you were sharing, Karen, that peace, I would say, I'd like to break it down into like four steps today. Uh, and there's many other steps you can take in advancing against your enemy and coming through that adversity. But I'd say the first step is peace. In John 14, 27, 28, Jesus said, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives you peace. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace is like a velvet covering where we just feel the, the love and the peace and the warmth. And I see it as on the other side of your shield of faith. And the enemy gets that prickly jab, but we are kept in that peace. No matter how, how hard things get, no matter how deep the pit seems to be. Bless you. <laughs> I realize more and more that Jesus is my peace. I need to let go of worry. I need to let go of bad reports. I need to let go of doubt. I need to let go of unbelief, and I need to hang on to peace. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says this. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted just as we are, yet without sin. So let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. The Greek word here for hold firmly is kadeko. It's a, it's a word that means to, to hang on with everything that's in you. And uh, uh, the other night, the Lord brought this uh, illustration to me. We had, a, we had a little dog when the kids were smaller, a little daisy dog, and her name was Sadie. 
And Sadie uh, would lay down on her rug in front of the fireplace, but she had her own blankie. Do you ever have a blankie or your grandkids or kids have blankies? Well, she had her own blankie. And sometimes we would play these little games with her. And she would get her little blanket all comfortable around her, okay? And then we would just kind of move in. And as we would move in kind of slow, she would put her head up. And if we got a little too close, she would go, And so we would keep moving it. We love to torment. So we would just keep moving in a little bit more. And then we, when we got too close, she would take her teeth and she would sink it right into that blanket. So we thought, let's see how serious she is. So we would move in closer, and she's growling, and her teeth are in that blanket. And we would pick up that blanket, and Sadie would hang on. It's a good thing she didn't have false teeth. Yeah, she'd hang on like crazy. And so then we would spin her around. Boy, we were naughty. And we would just spin her around, and she would hang on to that thing and still be going, It was this tenacity. She was not going to let go of that blanket. And then we would slowly put it down. And then she'd watch us. She'd still hang on to it. And we would would back away. And she would seem a little bit more comfortable. But she didn't take her eyes off of us. That's how we have to be with our faith. We have to sink our faith into the word of God. And that enemy, he's not playing games with you. As he is coming closer, you need to keep your eyes, you need to be sober and keep your eyes on your surroundings, on what is happening And when that enemy comes closer, I'm telling you, he wants what you have. He wants your peace. He wants your faith, your relationship with God. He wants your healing. He he wants what God has given to you. And you need to learn how to growl. Can you growl? Yeah. You need to growl. You need to sink your teeth in. And as he gets closer, you need to grab a hold. And sometimes he will try to just pick you up and swing you around? Have you ever felt like you've just been spun around and things are confusing and, and you're losing your, your equilibrium spiritually, physically, whatever, mentally? That's that enemy trying to do that. You have to center yourself right back with God. He is your peace. Keep your faith sunk in to the word of God and let the enemy know that you are serious. You're not going to be giving up that word that God has given you. I may float around because that's what I do, but I, I want to say to you, when God gives you a word, how many of you have asked the Lord for a word in your lifetime? You just needed something, whether it was direction or, or maybe a, a decision that's coming up about even hospital stuff, whatever it is. How many of you received a word from God? I want to say this to you. I could give you a word. But when God gives you a word, you take it and hang on to it, and it will see you through. Not just from somebody giving you an encouraging word, which is wonderful, and I thank God for that, and has helped me through many things. But I look for that word that God gives me. Bible studies are great as long as they're not just a social gathering, a place where we come together and just chat and have coffee. It's great. There's nothing wrong with it unless you go home and never apply what you have learned. I'd love to come and hear what you're going to be teaching on. It's, It's exciting. And when your teacher's excited, you know there's life in that study. Amen? But then we've got to apply it. I bet our closets are full of good messages, whether it's still in books, on tapes, or just good thoughts that we put down as a note. But have we used it in our life? I challenge you to use what you hear today. I hope that you write down at least one thing that God says to you today, and then you apply it to your life. 
The word of God is vital to us, just like food and water to our physical body. But the enemy will try to distract you with anything that he can to keep you away from it. But the word is what brings life to us, direction to us, strength to us. I love it when I see your heads nodding because you're not sleeping. Okay. <laughs> um, at the cost of uh, being, um, well, pretty real. Can I just be real with you today? We're, we're a bunch of ladies together. And uh, I know the whole thing is about being proper and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes you have to get right down real uh, in order to really um, share what your heart is wanting to impart. I uh, was diagnosed in 2012 with breast cancer. Uh, I, it required a mastectomy. And uh, they were able, though, to save the nipple area. Thank you, Jesus. That was, I was being thankful for any little thing that I could get out of that. And so <laughs> I was very thankful for that. And after a few surgeries, um, the doctor just decided that they wanted to take a blood test to check the protein count or something. Anyway, it was pretty high. And they said, we want you to wait for two months. I may have shared some of this when I talked with some of you ladies before. Um, and then take the blood test again. God had given me peace that he was with me. I was going to be all right. But you know how the enemy tries to grab that peace away from you? Tries to, to struggle it away? But God had given me Exodus 14, 14. And I love this verse. To this day, it is such a powerful verse to me. I, the Lord, will fight this battle for you. You only need to hold your peace. I, the Lord, will fight this battle for you. You only need to hold your peace. You know, I, I honestly didn't think it was going to be that hard to hang on to my peace, but it was. It felt kind of like a antsy cat that wanted to bite and get away from me and bring doubt and unbelief into my life. And I, I just, I thought, Lord, I didn't think it was going to be so hard to hold my peace. But we have to constantly go to the Lord. The enemy is wanting to take your hope away. Like I said, your healing away. The word that God gives you says that the enemy comes like a bird and wants to take it before it takes root in you. Hang on to that. Hang on to your peace. I love that song, Surrounded. I was, uh, since I've seen you last, I've been to Ireland and uh, have checking out our roots, you know, which was very cool. Been to Alaska with Michael W. Smith and uh, Tammy. She was able to uh, take Mama with her. It's so cool to have kids that do that. Yeah. So it was, it was awesome. But he shared that song uh, with the team, uh, Surrounded, and uh, it, all, it brings me to tears. I love it. But what really brought me to tears and big smiles on my face was he showed on Instagram his little granddaughter, about three years old, I think she is. Guys, I just, I just love this. And she, of course, had been hearing Grandpa sing this song. And she had on this cute little dress. And, and she says, This is how I fought my battles. This is how I fight my battles. And I, I, I love, I mean, she was serious, man. And then she began to twirl around. I may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fought my battles. As I watched that and listened to it, I bet I think, I listened 10 times. Listen to that thing 10 times. So cute. And I thought, you know, the kids are watching us. They're learning. And I mean, she had it down. This is how I fight my battles. But as she was spinning and enjoying that song, I thought, that's how God wants to see us do it. He wants to see us spinning around in the peace and the joy that we have because he, the Lord thy God, is fighting the battle for us. Amen. 
and she can just spin, and yeah, I'd clap. If you're going to clap, clap for the Lord. Yes. It was so precious, and I thought, this is, this is how we do it. You know, there was a time when, going through a lot of difficulty, I said, Lord, if you are the one that fights the battles, why do I have all the bruises? <laughs> and I, I learned a, a truth through all that. You know, when you ask God a question, he will, he'll give you an answer, won't he? He'll, he'll show you. He'll open up your eyes, your understanding, and show you. And uh, he said, well, you're, you're, you're not uh, letting me do it. You're not letting me fight it. You're, you're going in with confidence, but you're not letting me fight it. I said, okay, you know, um, you don't have to hit me twice. I want to I know how to do this. He said, my word fights the battle. He said, I am the word. The word fights the battle. If you are trying to advance through adversity without the word of God, you are going without your weapons. You're going without the, the one who is going in front of you to fight for you. That's why you need to know the word. Even if there's just a few verses that really hit you, just like Exodus 14, 14, I will never forget that. And I quoted it over and over and over again until it rooted in me. He is fighting the battle for me, so I don't need to be afraid. Now, in the midst of it, we go through different things, but I think through that, we learn to trust him. Amen? And our faith grows as we are going through these difficult times. And I, I know that God knows how much faith we have, and faith is a gift from God that he gives to us as we go through these things and we look to him. But I think we need to be caught up short sometimes so that we know where are we lacking so that we can grow in these areas. Um, that song rose up out of a prayer meeting, a Bethel prayer meeting. And the gal was singing prophetically. I, I love that. I, I love to sing prophetically. I love it when the Lord just brings a song to you. And Sunday morning, we had it happen in our church. I mean, surprise, surprise. I could barely get there. I almost had to crawl on the platform. Huh. Think God had a surprise? Yes. When, when we move in, when we persevere, he's right there with something great for us. Oh, and I think you used the, the term today, overcomers. The chorus, he would take us through a verse, and the band was right there, just right there. And we would go through, the, uh, like a, it started off with the chorus, your, I'm going to get this exactly right. You are, you are overcomers. You are, you are overcomers. It was powerful. And then from that came verses. And the verses, I don't, I don't know um, how some of you, I'm sure, move in the prophetic. But for me, I keep my eyes closed the whole time. I don't want to be distracted. I see things in, in movie form. He, he, he knows I really love movies. I just really do. So I'm seeing in picture form in my mind or my spirit, you know, I'm seeing the sea being parted, the Red Sea being parted. And so the words that are coming out are describing the power of God with that all rhyming. Then I'm seeing the power of God coming forth and breaking through the chains of death and delivering Lazarus out of the grave. It was just one verse after another after another and bringing us right back to, you are overcomers. You are overcomers. Oh, praise God. Look at somebody and say, you are an overcomer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so step two. You have to keep your shield of faith raised. You got peace on this side like velvet. You got your shield of faith lifted up. You got your word from God and you're a standing on it. I think that word came out earlier this morning too. A lot of times we want to run and all we have to do is stand and see the glory of God. Sometimes it's everything that we can do to just stand. Amen? And that's what he's asking us to do. I'm going to move into step three, which is advancing through adversity, looking through the scope of hope. You got to look through the scope of hope. I was a traveling tour pastor, as, as Karen mentioned, for Women of Faith, 
And Cece Wynan would sing on Friday night, tremendous woman of God. And she was, oh man, she'd sing Alabaster Box. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah, oh man, I was a mess. I was a mess. I'd be over in the corner and I'm praying for everybody. <laughs> broken, oh my goodness. Just broken, but oh, the anointing so strong in that place. And especially at that time was when I was waiting for the results to see if there was cancer someplace else in my body. And when it would get to that part of, of um, you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. And I, just, I would just weep because I knew God would see me through it, but I knew it was something I had to walk through. And it was costly. She then would end her set with, it ain't over. Not it ain't over. That's too proper. It ain't over. And when she would start singing that, I would place myself on the side and I would just let it get into my spirit and then I would start dancing. Now, at my age, uh, I'm 70, and at, at my age, <laughs> I, I can't help, I still dance, okay? Even with a bum leg, yeah, not gonna keep me down. I mean, I still like to dance, you know? And uh, so I'd be over in the corner. Now, I'm with a lot of young people. You know, the band is a lot of young people and stuff. And, and their moves are really cool. I mean, they've got these moves that, you know. But I make up my own, you know. And, uh, and when it would get to that part, you know, it ain't over. It ain't over, you know. And, um, and I was stomping my feet, like Karen was talking about this morning, stomping my feet. And I was doing my moves. And, and I didn't care if anybody saw me or not, but I was kind of hidden over in the corner. And I would, I'd let it get into my spirit. Well, we had, we had quite a long tour together. And, uh, and so through those couple of months, I was, I was singing that song every Friday night. And I was putting that into my spirit every Friday night. And it really started getting to me because the team was praying for me. They knew what I was going through. And so at that certain point, Cece would point at me. You know, it ain't over. I go, no! It ain't over. Now just get me all going again, you know. <laughs> so through that, then it was toward the, toward the end. I had about a week to wait yet. And uh, the song came on, and I, I, I was dancing, doing my thing. And I noticed there were people all around me. The whole team had come and gathered around me. They had some cool moves, but they were determined, and they were doing it. It ain't over. It ain't over. And I realized something. Our faith affects other people, just like any doubt or unbelief we have affects other people. But our faith, it raises the faith level in others. And they were just right there with me. I mean, it was... It was Heartfelt, it was, it was encouraging. And like Karen has said, we were talking earlier, when you feel like you're in a little bit of a weakened state and the people that you've poured into begin to pour into you, it kind of breaks you. It uh, touches your heart and the tears begin to flow. And it was uh, just a week later, of course, we found out that um, there was no cancer. It was pretty cool. And I have been cancer-free for six years. Yeah. Until last week. I feel that that's why God had me come at this time. I told Karen I've got to come. Because it's in the midst of the adversity that I can teach you the best. I felt like I'd been hit in the gut, and my crown had been knocked sideways. I think we have a, a picture. Do you have that picture that you can show? I, um, I added just a little phrase to it. On the darkest days, when I feel weak, when I feel inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, I remember whose daughter I am, and I straighten my crown. You can just leave that up if you want to. It's a beautiful, beautiful reminder that a friend had sent me 
just to remind me of who I am in Christ. It ain't over. And I really believe that. Um, it was in June that I noticed um, on that nipple that they had saved that I cherished um, that it was looking kind of funky, you know? I mean, it would have... And the reason I'm telling you this is because so many of you ladies in the room need to know, be aware of your body, okay? This, uh, it had gotten a little scaly, and then it would, like a scab, and then it would come off, and then it would seem like it was healed. And then it would do this off and on, and I didn't pay much attention to it because I was focused on the knee replacement I'd gotten in May. So I just wasn't paying attention to it. I'm so thankful for close friends. Um, I have a girlfriend, we've been best friends since, well, for 58 years. And uh, we grabbed lunch together because uh, she's usually in Florida. And I mentioned that to her and she said, Judy, you go call the doctor tomorrow and you get in there. I did, I called the doctor and she was able to get me in right away. Went into the office and um, she said, um, hmm. I think that we better take a biopsy of that. I said, right, uh, right, right now? Um, she said, yeah, right now. Ladies, I think sometimes it's good that you don't know beforehand what you're going to be facing. Maybe that's why we go through different things, and it's like, wow, where'd that come from? And maybe the Lord was protecting us from the emotional part that happens before that and the anxiety, you know? So I said, well, okay, you know, and so she put this three-foot needle in. Uh, it seemed like three feet. <laughs> and she, she put the needle in and kind of do a little numbing there and all that kind of stuff. And, and then she was clipping away at my precious little girl part. <laughs> and uh, she's a wonderful doctor. I just, I really love her and appreciate her. But she's so serious. She kept asking me, are, are you okay? Are you, are you feeling pain? Are you, are you, you know, are you all right? My family handles the worst things with humor. I can't help it. It's the way that we're programmed. So I thought, I'm going to let her have it. So as she, about the third time, she said, are you okay? Are you okay? I said, I, uh, I think I'm okay, but I think I just wet my pants. <laughs> she looked up and started laughing. She said, you kill me. You absolutely kill me. And uh, then we continued on. But sometimes you just got to break that, you know. Um, and the Lord does give us joy, and it, it does get us through those hard times. So anyway, um, went through that. I left the office a little stunned. And on the drive home, the Lord reminded me of an incident with my daughter, Tam. When she had just graduated from college, or excuse me, from high school, and she wanted to, uh, to you know, go out and have a job before she went to college. She just wanted to experience that. And so she got a job at a bank, and we realized she's going to need some transportation. And so we bought her a car. We bought her one, I think it was like a little Nissan, a little black one. Cute little thing. She just loved it. And she drove it to work. And on the way to work, she got hit broadside. It wasn't her fault. Got hit broadside. About $1,400 damage. Just crushed that little black car all in. She came home. She was so sad about it. Mom, you know, brand new car. I'm so disappointed. It's just never going to be the same. It's like, honey, it's, it's okay. You're okay. It's going to be all right. So, deep breath, she's going to make it through that. So, she gets up the next day. It's winter time out. And she takes off for work again. And a truck goes through a red light and hits her broadside on the other side. And so, it's crushed in like this. She crawls out of the window, as she was telling me, and she begins rolling on the snow, all just rolling and screaming, I'm hiding in my garden. Like, oh, God, Dad's going to kill me. Oh, God. She was going through all this stuff, and the guy thought she was having a brain attack. He, he was for sure that he just totally 
did it to this girl. She finally was able to settle down. He brought her home. And I was downstairs, and I thought, I hear footsteps upstairs. That's odd. She's supposed to be at work. Nobody's supposed to be home. Went upstairs, peeked over the ledge a little bit, and there she was, crying like crazy in her underwear. Apparently, she got pretty wet rolling in the snow, and she just peeled that off. She was sitting on the couch, and I said, Tam, Tam, what's the matter? <laughs> the car, boom! I'm like, honey, honey, calm down. I can't. Have you ever had somebody crying so bad? You cannot understand a word they're saying. All you can get out is it's going to be okay. You're hoping it's going to be okay. So finally, after I was getting little bits and pieces, I said, honey, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. And I felt this giggle right down in here in the innermost part of my being, where Holy Spirit loves to bubble up, I felt this giggle. And I, pretty soon I started to laugh. <laughs> it was just coming up more and more and more. And finally, then Tammy goes, <laughs> Mommy, why are we laughing? And I said, because the devil tried to take you out once, and he couldn't do it. He tried twice, and he couldn't do it, Tam. And then it flooded me. That's why God was reminding me, Judy, the devil has tried to take you out, but I'm not going to let it happen. It was at that. Thank you, Jesus. It was at that point that I could feel his love just filling me. Not fear, love. It did come back as Paget's disease that attacks just the nipple area, hopefully. And uh, so I have to go in and get an MRI, make sure it's not someplace else, which I don't believe it is. Um, she said, we'll have to remove that whole area. I thought, oh, nuts. I mean, I said, that's the cute one. <laughs> I was serious. That's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, but you know what, girls? Parts are not who we are. Amen? It's our heart, our soul, our spirit that is so important. God teaches us to keep moving, to keep trusting, no matter what we are facing. The last step is advancing through adversity, remembering the power of God's love. In 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're hard-pressed on every side, just like that little car, but not crushed. <laughs> we might be perplexed, but we're not in despair. Persecuted, but we're never abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I can do all things through Christ, for he strengthens me. He has given me authority over the evil works of the enemy, and by the precious bloody stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you this because I want you to know the power of God. He loves you. He will never leave you. We have a Heavenly Father who cares about every detail that concerns you, everything that concerns you. He is concerned about, and he has an answer for you. You may go through some pretty scary things in life. Just as Jesus was with Joshua, he will be with you. 
The Lord reminded me of the scripture in Joshua 2.9. Have I not commanded you? Not suggested. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He's going to be with me in that surgery room. By the way, I did ask my plastic surgeon if he could come in too and make it cute. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to help God out a little bit. When we don't understand what's happening... We need to trust. We're not always going to understand. But I know that the Lord is teaching me that I am a whole lot stronger than I thought I was. Going through the knee replacement at times, trying to stand up right after that surgery, I'd have to grit my teeth. And I thought, I am stronger. I am stronger. I am stronger than I think. I can do this. I need a T-shirt, Karen, that says, I can do this. Or he did this. I don't know which, you know. He can do this. God's strength comes from his word. When we praise him, like the song says, we can feel that all-surpassing power of God at work inside of us, in our minds, in our emotions. Amen? We can, we can feel it working in us. I'm going to close with this. Don't let the devil rob, destroy, or kill the most valuable treasures of this life, the things you can't see and yet you know are real. It's peace, faith, hope, love. My stitches were removed yesterday. I'm thankful for that. The MRI will be the 17th. So I would ask that you would agree with me in prayer that if the cancer is still there, it will be contained in that one area. Amen? You girls agree with me on that? Um, my grandson, Kenny, recites 10 declarations a day. And I don't know if uh, you have someone passing those out, Karen. This would be the time to do that. Uh, he gave me some declarations. Um, I love it. Uh, when I first started reciting some of these declarations, I thought, am I saying what's really true? But then I realized, you know, we, we have to speak things as though they are, even though they are not yet. Amen? And so the more that we confess these things, the truths of God, the more it will get inside of us, and the more we will become what we are confessing. Amen? Okay. So we need to speak faith to our situations because this builds hope for the good outcome, which brings peace to the soul, because we know God loves us and his word is true. I think we'll just have enough time to, to go through these declarations. I, I chose these because they are declarations of unexpected difficulty or disappointment, some are on sustained illness, and some are on anxiety and depression. And um, with the help of Pastor Karen, I wanted to make sure that you were able to take it home and you're able to go over these every day, if you need these particular ones every day. The words of our mouth, powerful, life or death. Life to us, let's put death to the enemy. Let's begin now. If you would recite them with me, if you haven't got them yet, you'll have them in just a couple seconds. Can we say it out loud? God's grace is sufficient for me to make it through this situation in victory. Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith. God is finishing the work he started in me and those around me. I believe that he who dwells in me is greater than he who dwells in the world. God is with me and will never leave my side. God is good all the time. God will turn this situation around for good in my life and the lives impacted by it. I have a great perspective of the bigger picture of God is doing in my life. 
I trust God's goodness, especially in confusing times. Great things are ahead for me in my life. I think on purpose and have vision for the future. I have an unusual ability to overcome regret and shame. I am a thankful worshiper no matter what the circumstances. God has an epic plan for my life, and there's absolutely no way I'm going to miss out on it. I consistently turn conflict into kingdom growth for others and myself. I carry complete peace and wisdom when difficult situations arise. Today, the Lord is restoring my soul and making all things new in my life. God's anointing is healing the brokenness I'm feeling in my heart over this situation. And here on sustained illness, I walk in ever-increasing faith. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is giving life to my body right now. God heals all of my diseases. God always shows up when I am battling a long-standing issue. Like Abraham, my hope and faith increase the longer an unfulfilled promise of healing exists. The duration of a problem does not determine the likelihood of my breakthrough. I persevere in seeing miracles happen. I am not discouraged about my future health. I am highly hopeful and expectant for full healing to come, whether through supernatural or medical sources. God is inspiring advances in medical medicine, excuse me, in this area of sickness that will greatly positively impact my life. Today is the day of breakthrough. And on anxiety, just in case some of you may have gone through that or are battling it, I am free of all worry and anxiety. The peace of God guards my heart and mind. Excuse me, reverse. <laughs> I can give all my worries and anxieties to God because he cares for me. Jesus has given me his perfect peace. God is a shield around me and the one who lifts my head high. I speak to any worry, stress, or anxiety, and I say you cannot stay. Peace reigns in this temple. I have a unique ability to remain peaceful even as responsibilities increase. My peace is growing, and it is a great spiritual weapon. My thoughts are free from fear, worry, or anxiety. I do not identify with depression. I am a child of God, and righteousness, peace, and joy are my birthright. I easily take thoughts captive that would lead me into depression or anxiety. Today, I'm powerfully aligning my beliefs with God's to birth joy-filled, victorious emotions in me. May God bless you, my precious, precious sisters in Christ. Be strong and advance in any adversity that the enemy puts before you.